This, this is the Blue Horseshoe with your host, George Brummer and Ryan Hickey. Colts fans, welcome into the Blue Horseshoe Pod, a live edition of the Blue Horseshoe Pod. George and I thought after a big game going into at least going into this week, thought huge game here for the Titans, really kind of changed the direction or, or really set the direction of this Colts season, either good or bad. And George, after a 24-17 loss, the fifth loss in six times now to the damn Titans, the Colts are, are one, two, and one. And I think it's fair to say after four games, we know what this team is. It's not a very good team. No, it's it's a team that self-destructs right now. I mean, I think that's the biggest through four weeks, that's the biggest takeaway that we can have. I mean, today it's three turnovers uh that end up being fatal. Uh, the offensive line, I thought, you know, run blocking again was not there. Uh, I think you had 42 yards on 20 carries for Jonathan Taylor, which is just not him. He ended up, you know, fumbling the last fumble away on, on a third and two, uh, which is also not him. Uh, but, you know, I thought the pass protection was a little bit better today, but it's not going to get you very far. Uh, it just feels like right now with this team, you put out one fire over here and three more kind of crop up somewhere else. And, you're not going to win games in the NFL that way. You're not going to win games at any level that way. No, you're absolutely not. Colts fans, we appreciate you joining in right here for at least the live edition of the Blue Horseshoe Pod, live after this Colts loss. We asked you this question, and we'll discuss it throughout the pod here, is who do you think right now for the 1-2-1 one, and one start to the season, who is the most to blame? Because, George, there's a lot of blame to go around, and we will definitely get into it. Matt Ryan fumbling issues again. This offensive line has just been inept and has regressed so far for what is supposed to be the best offense line and one of the best offense line and is the highest paid offense line in the NFL. They've played nowhere near that level. The defense and the second half is outstanding. The first half is awful. So you have so many different areas and avenues to, to kind of dive into this just brutal loss here for the Colts. But like I said, we discussed it and circled this game here for the Colts going into this week as going to be a measuring stick game. We've seen some good, some bad, and some ugly so far through the first three games of the season. We really thought now that you kind of get some of the, the kinks out in the first three weeks, this has to be a game that is going to set the direction for the season. And so far, like you mentioned, this is a team that self-destructs. It's even more frustrating because last week, you saw this team close against the Chiefs and make those winning plays that a lot of the times last year, they could not do. They would get out to a hot start and not be able to make the play offensively or defensively to get the job done. And you pointed out last week, and you were 100% right, Last week, the Colts, uh, the Colts defensively and offensively made that one play to be the closer to end that Chiefs game with a win. And now you see after today's performance, all the different ways they found themselves to shoot you know, themselves in the foot, whether it's Matt Ryan, whether it's the offensive line, whether it's the fumbles, whether it's Jonathan Taylor, whether it's the defense, they, the coaching, obviously. So many different ways and so many different contributors that could have stepped up to make a play to get this game tied and take a lead, and instead now could not make a play. And like I said, this is now a team that you know what they are, and it's not a very good team, and it's a team that if you kind of see, look, a quarter way through the season, they are on their way you know, towards the top, towards the top of the draft, compared towards the top of the division after just another ugly game here for the Colts. I mean, three out of the four games now, they've been completely uncompetitive for at least the first half. Uh, you just can't do that. I mean, I, you, that's that's no way to sustain any kind of success in the NFL. You know, when you're putting yourself behind by 17 points in each division game, which they've done now, uh, you know, one that's time through the, through the division. Four straight games going back to last year, too. Yeah, exactly. Four straight games against that's the division going back to last year. You cannot, you can't do that. I mean, it's that simple. It's pretty obvious, but it's, you can't do that. And I think right now with this team, 
Uh, like I said before, you know, I, I think every time they put out a fire or tamp a fire down a little bit in one area, uh, two or three more, you know, kind of spring up. Uh, Will Fries came in today. I thought the offensive line was better on third down. I think they were seven of 11, something like that on third down. Uh, you know, they had much better day on third down, but you still, you had a couple sacks. There were three sacks. I know one in particular was huge by Autry there late in the game. Um you know, but I really go back to the today for me, the biggest thing is is the ball protection issues when you're fumbling the ball as, as often as, as Matt Ryan is, even the one he didn't lose, ended up short circuiting a drive. You know, you lose by a touchdown. You have three drives at the end of the game there in the fourth quarter. One, you put yourself in, I think, fourth and 26. That was right yep. at the end of the third quarter. But you end up punting from your own 39 from their 39 yard line which you don't want to do but you're in a situation there where it's fourth and 15 and you saw what happened on the 51 yard field goal so it's tough to really send them out there 57 yarder which would have been there the next possession uh you miss a 51 yard field goal and then you fumble or i fumble came in between so then you fumble away the next possession on third and two when you're trying to go in and potentially tie the game and then you have a sack that, that brings up a 51 yard field goal and you miss that one and the titans are able to run out the clock to me, the number one issue today was ball protection. That's been there throughout the year, too. Uh, the off, I'm not letting the offensive line off the hook. They didn't have a good game. But even with everything else they went through, if they protect the ball today, they probably win this football game. You you mentioned, George, and it's just like the ball protection here. We'll get to that in one second, but I liked really your point, too. It's just like they found different ways, offensively especially, when they had momentum, to – screwed up and kind of, you know, put themselves in a position where they, they can't finish a drive. Hold on, Mark Schlereth said it perfectly. I believe it was either late in the second quarter or early in the third quarter. This Colts team, like anytime they find a way to get a positive play, especially on offense, a 10-yard gain, a third down conversion, a big splash play. There's not a lot, but there was a few splash plays that they made on offense. They always then had someone else step up and find a way to ruin the drive. And like you mentioned, whether it's a bad snap for a fumble, whether it's a sack where you had Matt Ryan, you know, lose 13 yards whether it's Jonathan Taylor we're talking about ball security fumbling on third and one and I know the fumble is going to obviously take precedent there I don't even know if you would have had the first down George if he didn't fumble that that was it was close on third and one you barely got a push and it would have been you know you need a chain measurement to see if he actually got the first down before obviously it didn't matter because he fumbled but you have Matt Ryan taking a, a, a sack like you mentioned there late in the in the game with two and a half minutes left for you to settle then for a 41, uh, 51-yard field goal that was missed. You have Chase McLaughlin missing the 51-yard field goal that didn't really matter at the end, but again, that could have been a bigger play to kind of give the Colts a chance to get the ball one more time and win the game. You have the third down conversion by the defense that they couldn't get one stop to close, you know, get the ball back to the offense. You have even a shanked punt, like you mentioned, when they have to punt from the, the Titans' 39-yard line, and you have Matt Hawk hitting a 20-yard punt and you really don't change the field position whatsoever. They have they have found all different ways in week number four against the Titans to lose the game, to not be able to kind of get over the hump and find a, a new way to lose or, or find a new way to each drive to screw it up. And you only score 17 points. Another game where they can't score more than 20 points. And it's we'll get into let's just get into ball security now, George. Because like I said, that, that's kind of the, the, the main key here. Three more turnovers for the Colts. You have a situation where uh, you have a fumble, an interception, a Jonathan Taylor fumble. Matt Ryan continues to uh, really lack ball security. Two of the three touchdowns the Titans scored came off of a turnover. And Matt Ryan now, George, through four games, only four games, has 10 total fumbles. He has five touchdown passes, eight 
turnovers on the year. It's unacceptable. And like you said, it's one of the biggest reasons why this Colts team is one, two, and one and getting embarrassed by their own division. Yeah, you know, you, you're not going to overcome that, especially not with all the other problems that they're having right now in offense, with the protection problems on the offensive line, the sudden inability to run the football, which is almost unbelievable. I mean, coming into the year, I don't think you would have expected that at all. Uh, when you're doing those things already and you're already putting yourself behind the eight ball uh, and you're already playing catch up and then you're turning the ball over on top of that, it's too much to overcome. Uh, nine fumbles officially, they changed one of them. Okay. Uh, I think they changed the snap. No, I mean, I was in the same boat. That's the only reason I know that they changed one of them on official scoring. doesn't matter. I don't think nine or 10 is going to make anyone feel any better. Um, You know, four would be too many. Nine is, you know, way over the top. And, and the thing is you keep hearing the same thing from this team week after week, you know, we've got to get better. We've got to clean it up at some point when you can't clean it up and you can't get better, you're just playing bad football. And I think that's where they're at right now. Uh, you, you, you can't, they don't have answers for one thing, as, as you said, with Mark Schlereth, I obviously didn't hear the, the TV broadcast, but, um, they can't stand prosperity right now. This team cannot stand any kind of prosperity. Every time they, they get, you know, move forward or the, or, or the defense gets a big stop, they find a way to shoot themselves in the foot. And it's, it's very similar to what the chiefs did last week. You know, when we were sitting here talking about the Colts taking advantage of those situations, the Colts this week, again, as they did against Houston in week one, too many mistakes and key situations. They had the opportunities. They were there again and again, especially in the second half. The defense kept giving the offense a chance mm-hmm. to get back in the game, and they did not take advantage of it. And these turnovers, too, are so deflated. Like, for me personally, George, we'll get into Matt Ryan. We're back to Matt Ryan here in a second. But when John and Taylor fumbled on that third and one, like, the all the energy I had just completely left my apartment. It's just like, it's one of those where it, it's so deflating because you, again, continue to make some big plays. You move the ball down the field. You are starting to see now, like you said, the, the momentum is building. The second half is all you. The Titans offensively just are three and out, three and out, three and out. You're moving the ball. You're getting first downs. Matt Ryan, when he's not fumbling the ball and he's not getting sacked, he's looking pretty good. Like, that's the frustrating part. He's looking a lot more comfortable. You are having different guys, whether it's Alec Pierce now starting to make some big catches, and you see the trust between him and Matt Ryan building. Melody Cox had two touchdowns. Kylan Granson having some big grabs as well. You are now starting to see a lot of the players, George, we had questions about early in the season going into this year, starting to step up now, get comfortable, make plays. And then it's just like always something else that just kills momentum. And it's so uplifting when you get a big play from a guy that let's say right now you still don't expect to kind of stand out and make a big play, especially on third down. And then it's like the small things, like a third and one, hold on to the ball if you're Jonathan Taylor. If you're Matt Ryan, you're getting hit. Put the ball away. Like, I don't understand it, George. He's oh, what, a 14-year veteran? And here we are sitting after four games having to tell a 14-year-old veteran who's, what, 37 years old, has seen a lot of football, put the ball – like, this is not Carson Wentz. This is supposed to be a guy who's supposed to be fundamentally sound and is not making those small mistakes that kill you. And again, whether it's a drop snap, whether it's just running the ball, uh, running away with the ball with with one hand, not two. After a while, George, like you mentioned, it's a lot of talk. It's a lot of, oh, I got to fix this. I got to improve that. We got to do this and do that better in practice. And then you see so far through four Sundays, it's like they don't practice at all. I mean, you're there. So obviously they are practicing throughout the week, but I don't know. Do they just pack up shop after the media availability is done and go home? Because especially when it comes to Matt Ryan's ball security, it's the same thing. He's holding the ball with one hand and anytime he's getting tackled, he's holding out like a, a, a loaf of bread. 
I mean, it's it's your month in the season now, and and the same yes. problems keep cropping up. So, you know, they've got to be fixed. There's no question about that. They're not going to move forward until they are. Uh, but it's it's the same story week after week. You know, they've got to protect better. They've got to protect the ball better. But I think one of the biggest things is when you talk about, you know, Alec Pierce comes through with a huge game today. Mo Alec Cox comes through with a huge game today. Tight ends in general. Kylan Grants and even Jelani Woods had another really big catch and run. Uh, you know, tight ends in general had a, a tremendous game. But as we were talking about after the first two weeks, it's not going to be real helpful to your football team when your big name guys, your star players are not getting the job done. You know, whether it's Matt Ryan's fumbles, whether it's Jonathan Taylor with just 42 yards and granted, you know, some of the guys up front have something to do with both of those issues. But, you know, there's guys up there, too, whether it's Quentin Nelson, whether it's Ryan Kelly, whether it's Braden Smith, you're not getting enough big plays from the guys who are supposed to carry this team. And I think that's. You know, at the beginning of the year, if you said they were going to have a, a game like this where Matt Ryan throws for 350 yards and the tight ends, I think, had over 120-odd yards and two touchdowns, and Alec Pierce is just short of 180-some-odd yards for him, might have been 80 right on the dot, uh, you'd feel pretty good. But because, you know, the heart and soul of this football team, and we've talked about this before, the heart and soul of this football team is the offensive line, and along yes. with that is the running game. And that right now is the most broken part of this football team. And so... I, I don't know, and, and we've said it for, for a month now, I don't know how the offense is going to move forward until they fix that. I thought the offensive line took some steps forward in the pass protection today. They absolutely did not in the run game. And that's, for better or worse, that's who this football team is. They set everything up. When they get Jonathan Taylor going, it, it opens up the rest of this offense. And when you don't get him going, you have nights like tonight. Let's get into, oh, let me ask you this really quickly to kind of put a bow on this conversation in terms of Matt Ryan and the fumbling issues. Nine fumbles through four games. The record is 23 fumbles in one season. Right now, it seems pretty fair. So if you were a betting man, I'd bet that that Matt Ryan's fumble count is going to be over 23 by the time the season ends, which is absurd and something I was, it was not even on my radar, George, as a possibility heading to this year. I don't, I don't know if you have an answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How do you fix it? Like this is a, a veteran. Is there a way to fix this? I mean, the problem is it's, it's a little bit of different situations all the time, but the vast majority of them, you've just got to tuck the ball in better. I mean, it's as simple as I don't know. I, me personally, I, I would get him on the on the Zoom call with Tom Rathman on Monday. And I mean, that guy works wonders, uh, you yeah. know, teach him that eagle <laughs> claw true. grip and, and, and see what you can do. Because, I mean, the, the second one today was really kind of a fluke kind of a situation. He's going, he's pulling the ball back. He's going to throw it. And the defender's just in the right place at the right time. But that doesn't explain nine of them. You know what I mean? There's right. one or two here and there that are happening that you can kind of say, well, what are you going to do? Uh, but so many of them happen during sacks, you know, strip sack type of situations. And he's got he's just got to protect the ball better there. So, like, my only my only answer is get him get him on the phone with Tom Rathman and uh, see see if the one of the best ball control coaches in the in the history of the NFL can clean it up. I mean, I'll, I'll, anything, George, I'll take anything at this point. Honestly, right now, his balls career looks like he has feet for hands. Like he holds yep. on to the ball, like it's like lathered up in, in butter for like for whatever reason. It's just it's slipping out any time possible. Like I said, it's been loose ball security, just just careless for a veteran. Absolutely inexcusable. 